Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Steel Curtain Network. Speaking of beacons! Speaking of beacons! Speaking of Hey, it's Berg. Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and you are back with another Steelers preview podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network. Joining me, as always, the Triumphant Trio, made up of Dave Schofield and Brian Davis. What's up, Dave? How's it going? It's it's going well. I mean, who else has it better than me? I, two nights ago, I get to sit around and talk Steelers with my brother. To, you know, Then tonight, I get to sit around and talk Steelers with my two of my best friends. Who's got it better? And and then we get these great people coming into the comments. Maybe not everybody. No, and all these great people coming into the comments. And it's, it's just a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Brian, what's up? Hey, fellas, what's going on? So glad to be here. It is June. A lot of people think that's the dog days of football, but it is not. It is not. Things happen every single day, and you're finding it here. What is the uh, what's the jersey of choice tonight, Brian? Is that a military salute service jersey? Yes, I bought this for my daughter. It was a little big on her. It's a Kenny Pickett. There you it's the salute to service, and I lo- I absolutely love it. I uh, wanted to get one for my for myself, but uh, the size was wrong, and then so I got this for her. And it's an adult medium, and your boy is wearing an adult medium right now. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Nice. Hey, you need my hat. I got the salute to service hat to go so, with it. So there you go. So awesome. But- awesome. Hey, real quick, I did this poll question. Um, and this is this is gonna be so Dave, we're gonna have to have a little exclusion for you on this question. You're gonna answer it, but you have to exclude something. I want to know on average, how much do you spend on the Steelers a year, not counting tickets or like nfl sunday ticket so exclude those how much money anything steelers related it can be a hat it could be a t-shirt it could be a jersey i don't care if you write it off whatever how much money do you spend 
on the Steelers a year again, not counting tickets and not counting NFL Sunday ticket, which I did sign up for at YouTube TV in case anyone wants to know. So Dave, I'm going to start with you. So you can't count your season tickets. Okay. How much do you think on average? Well, I am now signed up for Sunday ticket as well, which I've never had before. Super excited mm, about that, that I have the opportunity yeah. um, for, for that one. So I'm also going to exclude when I buy prizes for behind the steel curtain yes, or yes. steel curtain Ex- network, either right. way, uh, you know, it's that where we do our contests and uh, that's going to be interesting uh, with, with, with uh, doing the, why well, can't I remember what it's called? Survivor League. Survivor. The Survivor League. Because uh, I've already got something pretty good. Right. Um, which I'm going to have to ask these guys their opinion. Because I actually got two. And I can't decide what to do. Okay. So otherwise, um, I haven't bought a jersey for a long time. Because I haven't needed to. I I get a couple hats every year. Um, I, I get flags um, and things like that. So I'd probably spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks on apparel. Um, then, then just, well, I don't know. I, I bought my, my wife, the, um, the Anirondack chairs that are, that are the, the, you know, like the, the, the poly stuff. What's yeah. the, like the Trek decking. Uh-huh. And of course I had to buy yellow highlighted with black so technically is that steelers related uh, no because, because steelers aren't getting that money i want to know, I wanna it, know. Yeah. exactly licensed, that, licensed that's apparel. okay you want licensed stuff that i would say you know not probably not more than a couple hundred dollars if that okay. but i do stuff like that all the time where if i'm going to get something i go ahead and make sure it's it's at least steelers colored or steelers yeah. related what about you brian this is horrendous horrendously tough now when i was single I would probably say thousands. You know, oh my gosh, what were you I mean, buying? Oh, I was like back after they won the when the Super Bowl. I was buying all the bobbleheads. Oh I was buying all. Gosh. I was buying all the eight by tens that I would send away and all of that. But now a lot of people buy me stuff. Yeah, and you know, I was buying the Danbury Mint, the uh, the Danbury Mint figurines, the statues that or were about $80 a piece. And I had a really cool Bradshaw one. I had the stadiums. I, I bought all of that stuff and, but it was easy. I was single and I had a decent job. So I was able to just, you know, take care of myself. Now I've, uh, I probably spent, I would say less than $500, but I'm going to include the fact that my wife and kids buy me a lot of Steeler stuff, but that's my money. So, <laughs> so you're buying it for yourself, essentially. Yeah, you know, anything they buy me with Steelers, and I'm getting it. Like, I I wasn't like you guys that that uh, got the Jim Wexel book for free. They bought it for me for my birthday, so I I didn't get the cool media copy. So I I had to put all that money into Jim's pocket. They didn't even get the one autographed for me. So <laughs> that's too good. Well, I, I it was curious. I put a Twitter poll out there. I even wrote an article for the website about it. And I was shocked. There were a lot of people that spend a lot of money on the Steelers every year. And I, it was just out of curiosity. I, I spend um, $0 <laughs> <laughs> to buy anything anymore. Everything that I have, all the shirts, hats, sweatshirts, they've all been given to me, whether it's through companies or whether it's through gifts. I don't buy anything anymore. And people are like, oh, I get it. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. See, my thing is, 
if I was like one Brian Anthony Davis and could wear an adult medium, I would probably spend more money. The problem is because I need such a large size, uh, the, the pickings are kind of slim uh, when it comes to Steeler stuff when you get there. But uh, I, I like to take my money that if I'm going to use it and use it on the experience of going to the game. Yeah, for sure. Now, someone asked a question here. Is Jeremiah, I think, Yoder? He said, has any of you, the three of you ever visited the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio? Oh, now, yes. Jeremiah, I can say I, it's, I was a very, I was very little when I went. I have family that live in Canton, and we went, and this was when the NFL experience first came out. And that was that whole new like extension on the Hall of Fame where you could go in and it's kind of like you're in the locker room. I'm sure that that technology has been improved 10 times over, but I still remember walking around the bus and just seeing them and, and all this. And my brother got uh, a fridge, the, the the refrigerator Perry poster. It just showed him said the fridge. He wasn't even a Bears fan. He just loved that poster. Um, and I think I got one that said Bo knows sports. They got an iconic image of Bo Jackson with the baseball bat and the shoulder pads and everything. So um, Brian, have you been twice? And they're both epic stories. So let go to Dave Buckle first. Up. And so go to Dave okay. first because it's probably 2 a.m. It's not dirty 2 a.m., but it's a 2 a.m. Oh, my gosh. It's the Hall of Fame. How is this a 2 a.m. story? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think you're talking about a different Hall of Fame there, Brian. No, Dave, it's, not, it's, not that kind of, it's not that kind of 2 a.m. Okay. It's just a tale. Got it. Dave, okay. have you been to the Hall of Fame? I have not been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've not even been really anywhere that close to to it oh, you've been to pittsburgh I mean, it's not that far I've, I've been well i mean i've been to pittsburgh i've been to erie i don't know how far it is up there i've been to columbus ohio yeah. i don't even know how far it is from there but well, all those it's central slow yeah ohio. so it's it, it's been a while i've never been to cleveland thank goodness you're not missing um, anything. i know exactly and you know, a friend of mine went to Cleveland and sent me a picture of this of like the Schofield Hotel in, in, in downtown Cleveland. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Shame, shame on there. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a 2 a.m. story for Brian. But I, the only Hall of Fame I have been to is I have actually been to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, in high school on a return trip from visiting family in New England. Um, my my parents just said, you, anywhere you want to stop on the way? I'm like, can we go by the Basketball Hall of Fame? And we did. So that was pretty cool back then. But I really, really would like to get to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. For football. Uh, the real all right, Hall of Brian, Fame. let's hear it. Okay, it's it's not dirty. It's just a crazy story. I'm going to tell you the second one, which is not a crazy story. It was 2002, and John Stallworth was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I went to the I went to the Hall of Fame with my uh, brother in law, and we went there. And I had a Steeler hard helmet on, and I had eye black. And so, and I, and I can't remember. I cannot tell you what jersey. Oh, I did not have a jersey. I had a gray, gray Steeler T shirt with a Steeler font on it in black and gold. And the we were sitting, we were sitting away from the stage because you know you can't get down in front so i was staring at like tom jackson and uh mark malone the entire time and uh so and there were so many steeler fans there this is the year that jim kelly got headlined it and got in as well so when john stallworth said i would like to thank the people of western pennsylvania i stood up and started clapping and espn got me so nice. i and everybody and I I didn't know it. I saw myself 
I saw myself on the screen there, but all these people told me they got me. And that was a great experience to see a Steeler get into the Hall of Fame. And that was the only time. And that was 21 years ago. Now, the most infamous time was, oh my gosh, it was probably, if I'm not mistaken, it was 29 years ago this week. And I'll, I'll tell you why. It might be 29 years to the day, because I don't know the exact day that this was. But we went in. I was I was dating a girl at the time from Johnstown. We drove four hours to go to the Hall of Fame. We go in. I take I get my picture taken with all of the Steeler, all of, all of the Steeler busts. And I had them all. And we're leaving. And I said, you know what? I want to go. Let's go back in. We're on the steps. I said, let's go back in. I forgot to get a picture of one of my favorite one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite uh, you know, broadcasters. So let's go get a picture with that. So we got a picture of it, went home, thought nothing of it. And then my dad calls me up and says, hey. I know where this is going. <laughs> 29 years ago, I, I'm thinking I know where this is going. <laughs> like June 9th or 10th or somewhere like that. He says, hey, uh, you're OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting investigated for his wife's murder and i'm like oh my goodness i just had my picture taken next to his bus a couple hours ago <laughs> and so um or actually he called me the next day i guess um because it happened that evening and i had no idea it was probably about seven hours before the uh the incident actually happened and i had no clue and i was gushing about how much i love this particular um uh, football player and broadcaster and uh, I was on the radio at the time so I went on the radio I was talking about how I got my picture taken next to OJ Simpson's bust and all this and then everything happened then after that then the there juice, was a, the juice was loose indeed yep <laughs> it's, it's the curse of 2 a.m that's what it was yeah, I and I had that picture for years it's somewhere in my house but I don't know where it is it's probably well, uh probably right next to your copy of uh, their life's work that I gave you. Yeah. Oh, I, I have that. <laughs> I still have that. It's slightly Anyways, let's, let's get this super chat on the screen. Tyler W gave us $2 said, should I count my Claypool Jersey rest in peace? And then he followed that up with, it cost about a hundred dollars. So, uh, yeah, have you bought it? Yeah, if it you bought it. Yeah. It, well, you know how many jerseys Brian Davis has, that are that are no longer usable. I mean, gosh, there's kids in Africa that are wearing like uh, Mike Mitchell jerseys. And <laughs> yeah, somebody John has Bostics. my Jarvis Jones jersey. And I, <laughs> I can't even sell that at a yard sale. What about your John Bostic? I'm sure someone's got that on running around in the. <laughs> I would have gotten a John Bostic. I I was actually Avery Williamson. <laughs> you you know which one I ordered and uh, the guy screwed me over and. Uh, I lost my money and I never got it. It was number 27 blunt Legarrett blunt. And I never you got ordered it. that. Yeah. I ordered it from this guy that was getting him off the truck before I started <laughs> getting him off the boat. <laughs> Find him in the water, picking him off. All right. Good stuff. Well, all right, let's get this show started. Uh, that, that, that topic detoured real quick and that's fine. That's why people love to wait, wait a second. What real quick just to one? follow up? Nope. With Tyler W says he says I'm going to iron over the name with second round pick, thirty <laughs> <laughs> second overall, or just put JPJ. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. So you know, he here we are. The Steelers have just wrapped up OTAs last year. Dave, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Brian, you'll probably remember better than I do as well. 
they canceled mandatory minicamp. Yes. Uh, they, they just felt it wasn't necessary. They had great attendance throughout all the phases of OTAs. And Mike Tomlin said, you know what? We're done. Uh, you guys are good to go. And as content creators like we are, we're like, what? We could have had another week of talking points and you're taking that from us. How dare you do that? You know? And uh, this year I haven't heard that they're canceling mini camp. I'm assuming that it's next week, Dave. What do no, you know I sent you the picture. What we, we got something from Steelers PR. I sent it to you this afternoon that has the exact schedule that. lined up. Okay. Of mini camp. Yeah. I've, I got I've, it. Again, I was in uh, a, a doctor's office, not for myself. Or <laughs> I check my Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put that in the breaking news channel. I, oh. yeah, they came out with with the schedule. Good. Okay. Which which is funny because last year they didn't really announce it. They just didn't. People just started talking about, oh, well, with the final day, oh, the players are heading out of town now that they're done and blah, blah, blah. And beat reporters just started talking about it like, oh, la-di-da, yeah, it's over, it's over. I'm like, uh, could someone please tell me why when there's mandatory minicamp next week? And then they finally mentioned and said something. You ruined my day today, Dave, because we haven't had breaking news on the Slack for such a long time. So I saw breaking news. I'm like, run into it. I'm like, oh. Oh, damn it, Dave. It's just a schedule. It was two. We had two breaking yeah, news no, today. Yeah. The, the, the other one was the training camp schedule. So we got the yeah. training camp schedule and we got the mini camp or mandatory mini camp schedule all in one day. Aren't and we so lucky? There's still three news stories that have to happen. And that's the top three picks getting signed that they've remained yeah. unsigned. So nonetheless, last year they canceled mandatory mini camp. This year, thankfully, Dave reminded me that they are going to have it. And so. OTAs wrap up, and a lot of people are saying the same things repeatedly. You know, they're talking about Calvin Austin III. They're talking about Corey Trace Jr., and they're they're bringing up the the dancing bear of Keanu Benton, as Larry Ogujobi called him. So love it. I wanted to play a little devil's advocate here, and everyone, and myself included, typically will look at things and always see the positives in it. However, it doesn't always work out that way, you know? If you listen to our Steel City Insider podcast, which you can go back on our audio-only feed wherever you get your podcast, they were gushing about the inside linebacker duo, especially Cole, Ho- Cole Holcomb. And then, thankfully, our own Steel Curtain Network, Jim Wexel, said, but I was also really high on Joe Schober, too. And I was also really high on this. So people get it wrong sometimes. Like they really do. And so I think that sometimes we have to say to ourselves, what could potentially not work out that everyone thinks is going to work out. That's what we're going to be playing devil's advocate here, heading into minicamp things that everyone's like, Oh yeah, this is like a gimme, you know, like it's like in golf. It's like a, a three footer. This is a gimme. Well, you can still miss that three footer. You can have a yip. You can do whatever you can lip it out. So in this case, I'll go ahead and start things off because I'll give you all the example. And then you all can follow suit and think of something at playing devil's advocate going into minicamp. And for me, the one thing that everyone thinks is just going to be like smooth and easy is Broderick Jones being the left tackle from the get. Now, Dave's talked about this a lot on his stat geek podcast and on other podcasts with his brother on the Scobro show. And it, that's not a guarantee that that Broderick Jones, even as a first round pick is going to be ready next week, training camp when they report on the 26th, like there, there's no guarantee that he's ready in week one. And so I feel like a lot of people have just gone ahead and inserted him mentally, physically into their own depth chart and said, 
this is the guy, and this is why Dan Moore's taking snaps on the right side. I've also heard Dan Moore's only taking snaps on the right side when he leaves his first team's post at left and moves over to the right side just to get some reps. So that's an example of like, hey, everyone thinks this is going to happen. There's no guarantee that Broderick Jones is ready to go. And I know that uh, Brian, you and Kevin Smith on the Here We Go show talked about that last week of when he's going to start. And even our own KT Smith said, we might need to temper our expectations a little bit. So Dave, do you have anything to say about that before you do your app? Yeah, I'll say something about that. I thought it was very interesting on the Steel City Insider where they also had Mike Pursuta as a guest. So that was great show. Go back and check it out. Uh, like I said, anywhere you get our audio for Steel Curd Network, it's there. So go Apple, Spotify, whatnot. Go go look for it. And I think, Jeff, you even tweeted it out. You can always check it out on, with yeah. Jeff on Twitter. So what one thing they said is they asked him how much he was getting, and it was like two to three reps. Yeah, it's not like, oh, Dan Moore's moved over to the right side. No. Now, they did talk about Dan Moore maybe seeing the writing on the wall that that's a shoot. I, I don't I don't think that it's the writing on the wall that Dan Moore is the swing tackle. I think the writing on the wall is his easier job to the starting lineup might 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 be right tackle in the long term. So you might as well go ahead and, and, and start looking something that way. I've said before about Roderick Jones, because I quoted Jeffrey Benedict, that if he was really ready to step right in in the NFL, chances are he would have been a top three draft pick because he has those kind of attributes. So the fact that he wasn't is part of the reason. And that's why Pittsburgh was a great place, because they had both of their starting tackles coming back. I think I've even said that on this show before. But with Broderick Jones... The, the big question is, do you want him out there taking his lumps or do you really want to get him with some stuff that's fixed before you put him out there? That's ultimately what the question is going to be. And how quickly can he pick up on, on the Matt, oh, sorry, Pat Meyer style of offensive blocking? So that's, you know, with the, with the, with the two hand punch and all that other stuff. So that's going to be the biggest question. And that's why, you know, playing playing devil's advocate is saying, hey, hold, hold your horses there. He might be sitting there with the second team all the time. That That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Brian, anything to add? Yeah, playing devil's advocate here every single year. And four years from now, there are going to be a good bit, I would say at least a third, close to a half, of the players picked in the first round, and there's 31 that were picked in the first round this year that are not tendered a fifth-year option. So something that does happen with first-round draft picks, you just got to hope and and hope that they got it right and hope that he can go ahead and not be in that category and he is being tendered a fifth-round option and they're talking about, oh, my gosh, how are we going to afford Broderick Jones? That's the hope. But, you know, that's a possibility. And I want to go ahead and uh, just to anybody listening, because a lot of times when we do anything like a devil's advocate or if we do pros and cons and we're talking about cons, a lot of people will start defending that player and everything. This is just not there's no reason to defend a player or a situation here is this is what could possibly happen. And you hope you don't. And we don't even we might not even expect this stuff to happen. But. If you're playing devil's advocate, you have to throw that disclaimer. 
All right, Dave, you're up. What's your devil? Okay. I've got to bring up a comment to finish this up because I said this about last year's rookies and people are like, oh, yeah, really? Okay. This is from, did it show up? There it is. Uh, Keith Poorman. Poorman, however you say it. Says, no way he starts week one. Coach T protects rookies from the rookie wall. I talked about that with one Kenneth Shane Pickett last year that him not starting the first few games of the season kept him from hitting that rookie wall. Whether it was intentional or not, it was a byproduct of it. So I don't know if that's their intent, but I could honestly, you know, 17 games plus postseason. Now, he's also, you know, playing for the team that that, that with the national championship the last two years. So you're, you're used to playing more college games than, than most teams. But he's only got one year as a starter. So I, I could definitely see that. All right, my my devil's advocate. I'm I'm going to come back to something you already mentioned, Jeff. My devil's advocate is: what if the Steelers exit minicamp scrounging the free agent market, still trying to find an answer at inside linebacker? Mm. What if after minicamp they're like, you know, this could be a problem. You know, there's not a lot of depth there. They brought in two, two more, two new guys and everything. We're excited about them. Well, not everybody. Some people are excited about them. Lots of excitement, as you said, on the Steel City Insider. What happens if the Steelers just are like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. Let's go out and see if we can do something else. Ah. Yeah, that would be a good devil's advocate. It is. No, it is. This is this is why this is why we're doing this. But that would be a gut punch. You know, you're thinking that hey, Cole Holcomb might not be the the next Ryan Chase year, but at least he's a stopgap, right? Yeah. Well, what if he isn't? <laughs> That's a problem, Brian. What do you think? I'm going to play devil's advocate to you all playing devil's advocate oh. on this one, and the way I'm going to do that is this: there's not a lot of excitement about Cole Holcomb or. Uh, you, you know, a guy that I love a lot, a Landon Roberts, there's not a lot of people that excited about these guys coming in because they already are saying, a lot of people are saying detractors think that, well, you know, the Steelers aren't settled at inside linebackers. So if I'm playing devil's advocate, they could both actually surprise. And I'm also going to play devil's advocate to what Jim said about how he was excited for Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert basically did not have any mini camps he was traded for in week two of the preseason during the game (laughs) yeah during the game so i mean he really didn't have that much of a training camp either so i mean yeah i was excited about joe schobert coming in and joe schobert wasn't as bad as everybody thought he was either yeah i agree and so all right brian it's your turn what is your devil's advocate I have one, and I was really worried about this one before. Now I, I really think that I have this. So I'm going to talk about the safety position, and it's not Minka Fitzpatrick. It's Keanu Neal, and it's DeMonte KZ. And the reason I'm going to talk about these guys is I'm going to play devil's advocate. A lot of people think that the Steelers are strong here, and they very well could be. But we did not get a huge sample size of KZ last year. And if you do remember, KZ was brought in right after the Steelers drafted in the seventh round of the 2022 draft, which means he sat on the shelf 
and he was kind of in the bargain basement bin, as was Keanu Neal in 2023. These guys weren't high-profile pickups. In fact, they weren't at the end of week two. They were way down the line, and they did not get much attention outside of the 412, and even in the 412, in Steeler Nation, not a lot of people were talking about these pickups. I really like these guys, but if you're going to play devil's advocate to the excitement for these guys, remember, they weren't that much in demand. Dave, what are your comments on the safeties being that devil's advocate moment? Yeah, I... My brother and I talked about this several weeks ago when it comes to the Steelers and Terrell Edmonds, and and everyone wants to talk about replacing Terrell Edmonds, replacing Terrell Edmonds, replacing Terrell Edmonds. The Steelers did not have to replace Terrell Edmonds if they didn't want to, because $2 million for one year from the Eagles, they obviously didn't, neither side really wanted it to happen. If Terrell Edmonds was that integral to what the Steelers wanted to do at safety, they would have ponied up $4 million. They have it. They could have done it, but that's not what they wanted to do. So that's kind of me playing devil's advocate to devil's advocate. But also, what if that ends up coming back to be the way Brian was saying, the devil's advocate way of that things just aren't working out with those positions. For that to be devil's advocate, I'm going to say the worst thing would be that then Minka can't do what they would like Minka to do because of the other players they have in the secondary. That's a good point. It's a really good point. Uh, do either of you have another one that is off the top of your head? Hey, I do. It was what I was going to do, but it was too similar to yours. Okay. So that's on. why I did something else. What if after minicamp, we don't, we, we're not getting the same feeling, you know, of course the fans and the media, because that's where we're getting all this information from, that the Steelers are as deep on the offensive line as we feel that they are right now. Like right now you're thinking, oh, wow, you've got, you know, look at, look at the interior. You got Mason Cole. You technically, you know, you still got Kendrick Green, although the fan, a lot of fans would like to forget him. You've got Daniels. You've got Sayamalu. You've got Herbig. You've got Dotson. I mean, that's, that right there are six guys for three starting positions. And then you've got the your your three-man tackle rotation. What if you come out of minicamp thinking, wow, we'll be doing good to get a good starting five because it's just not working out with some of these guys. Yeah, it's a good one. Brian, do you have another one? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, try this one out. What if, even if they move Connor Hayward to uh, halfback, or H back. What if the Steelers do that, but don't employ him at all and employ him like they employed Derek Watt? Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great devil's advocate. <laughs> I was going to even have a better one. What if after minicamp, you get an announcement from the Steelers that they've signed Derek Watt? Oh, well, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, what, would, yeah. what would that mean? What would that mean? Would I, mean I don't that he's know. Not, what that he's would not mean. getting the job done as a fullback or H yeah. back, and they're looking to it, that. That would just be bad, in my opinion. But if Derek Watkins remains in the open market, which he still is, last I checked, his price tag is dropping rapidly, and so he might be a guy they bring in just for special teams. I could see that. Now, and I do want to say, yeah, so would I. 
I do want to say that I did tell these gentlemen before we went on the air that, uh, as I explained, the exercise is that we're not mentioning injuries. Uh, so if anyone's like, well, devil's advocate is what if, you know, Darnell Washington's knee starts acting up or what if Calvin Austin re-injures his foot or what if uh, so-and-so gets, yeah, we could do that all day and all night till the cows come home. And, but for, for us here, I was like, let's avoid the injury topic. That's low hanging fruit as Dave always calls it. So let's just not even touch that. Brian, you want to say something? Yeah, I actually have one now. Okay. All right, I, I have a fun one because so, you mentioned Calvin Austin, the third, what if Sauce Gardner partied all night and was hung over when Cincinnati took on <laughs> Memphis? And he talks about how that was the the uh, toughest receiver he ever covered. What if he just couldn't go because he was plastered the night before? It's possible. It is possible. I, I, I'm going to trust Patrick Peterson saying that Joker's fast uh, <laughs> over Sauce Gardner. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll tell you what, we're going to take our break. And so if you're listening on the audio side, you're just going to hear a few ads here. We appreciate you listening to this. It helps pay the bills. If you're watching live on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, obviously, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Here we are in part two. Where is the train going to head in this? This one, I don't know. It, it could go anywhere. Last week we did trivia early. I like doing it that way. I think let's get let's let's keep with that script, Brian. I got to ask you first. Do you have trivia? I was just trying to think of one, so I might have one by the time Dave's done. Okay, so I'll come back to you for the trivia thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll probably say no, I don't have one. Uh, Dave, I know you have trivia. Why don't you go ahead and do that? 
Yeah. Um, this this is kind of derived from a question that I asked on the Sunday night Q and A in the live chat while I was able I wasn't able to stay for the whole show, but uh, thought thought it was an interesting question. And it was how many pl- players on the Steelers do you think will have 500 receiving yards this year? Because uh, you know, a couple years ago the Steelers were unprecedented. They had five players with 500 receiving yards. Then I got to thinking, I was surprised that uh, you guys didn't even mention Najee Harris. I thought maybe I thought he has that potential, but I don't know. Maybe Jalen Warren takes some of that away. Then I started to think about, you know, what about how the Steelers are using their tight ends? Would it be possible for the Steelers to have two tight ends hit 500 receiving yards? So I looked it up to see if it's ever happened before. And it has not. The Steelers have never had two tight ends have 500 receiving yards in the same season. But they have had a season where two players had 400 receiving yards from a tight end. Any idea what year that was? And I'd really like to know if you know the players. But no. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with an obvious one that it's prob- I'm probably wrong. But nineteen, let's go nineteen seventy eight, and say it's Randy Grossman and Benny Cunningham. All right. Well, let I, I want to try to give you a little bit of a better answer to let you know exactly. Randy Grossman did have four hundred yards in nineteen seventy eight. Benny, uh, but Benny Cunningham only played in six games and therefore only had 321 receiving yards in 1978. But that was a good guess because that was the first year they expanded to 16 games. But yeah, but because he missed so much time, he didn't quite get the 400. But that was a, that, that, that was a good effort. Jeff is still thinking. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give. This will be a hint for both of you, Jeff. You have the potential to get this right. So it's modern. Oh, I got it. Go ahead, Brian. Was it Heath and Jesse James in 2016? It was not Heath and Jesse James in 2016 because neither one of them hit 400 yards in 2016. There was no tight end that hit 400 yards in 2016. Brian, who was the, the other tight end with Eric Green back in the 90s? Mike Malarkey was there for a little bit. Was Bruner? And Bruner came in, 80, in 95. But Eric he Green was the was first round then. pick. I will tell you this. Eric Green is the only Steelers tight end to have more than 400 yards receiving in a season in the entire 1990s. Wow. He did it three times, 91, 93, and 94. And all three of those were over 500 yards. Could it, he had almost 1,000 yards in 1993, He was an absolute monster to cover in uh, Joe Montana football, 1994 on Sega Genesis, just so you know. That's Would it odd. be – I think if you're saying that Jeff is probably going to get it, it's got to be Heath with somebody else. And so I'm going to go ahead and say I, it wasn't Spaith. So I would actually say, and it, Heath didn't play with the Vanimal. He didn't play with Vance McDonald. He did not play with Vanimal. So, so let me go with Spath. Heath Miller had a streak here where he was the only tight end getting 400 yards um, from 2005 through 2015. So 11 seasons. He didn't do it all 11 seasons. But over that span, he was the only one. It was not Heath Miller. 
uh, like it wasn't Eric Ebron. I'm thinking it's like one of these one. Eric one Ebron off. did one season, but That's it wasn't. Okay. But it was he did in 2020. But there was no one else in 2020 that did. It's a coming. I think you threw me off when you said Jeff. Um, it happens yeah. all the time. You got to think this through. Where what would have to be the situation where they would be spreading the ball out to more than one tight end? I'm trying. I haven't. I haven't checked the, the live chat. I want to see if anyone else has it. Um, someone, someone said Vance McDonald and oh, Justin look, James. Tommy Maddox is that here. would be correct. What Vance McDonald and Jesse James is a John Walter said Vance Mc Vance McDonald and Jesse James in 2018. McDonald had 610 yards and Jesse James had 423 yards. Nice. And I didn't Jesse know if that James would I didn't know if that would be a hard question or not, but that that brought out some good discussion. I I, I like looking at some of those, but uh, yeah, I just said, John. yeah, I just said, well, they never had a repeat 500 yarders, so let's check 400. And I mean, I I, I don't know how far back this really goes because remember, if you go way back. They call the positions different stuff that, you know, it has to be the pro, ref, pro football reference called them a tight end. Um, but, uh, I mean, if, if you go back, the, the latest I have that it goes back that they had someone go over 400 yards. The first one they had on the list was actually Preston Carpenter in 1962, followed by Clendon Thomas in 1965. And then John Hilton, not not Johnny Hilton, but John Hilton in 1966. That was it pre-merger. There was there's only been 25 seasons where the Steelers have had a tight end with 400 yards or more. So well, technically 24 different seasons because there was in one. In terms of the two with 500, has that happened a lot in the recent NFL history? I I didn't go beyond Steelers. I was actually going to going going to 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 look that up to see. If then I'd have to you know filter. I'd have to go through by each team and check. And I frankly just That's didn't have lot. time to do that before the show. <laughs> and I'm thinking about dynamic two tight end teams. Yeah. Like everyone thinks of Gronkowski and Hernandez mm -hmm. in New England during that stretch. Well, um, you know what? Let's just I'll just do a quick search here, you specifically for New England, and see if it brings up anything. And I'm doing, should I do 500 or 400? Uh, let's see 500. I feel like they, those two guys would have come close. I'm trying and to think of other teams go. that had really dynamic tight so, ends. The, the, the Ravens might have been on this list at one mm -hmm. point with Mark Todd Andrews. Heap. Yeah. Oh, he has it. He um, has it. <laughs> the, the most recently that the, that the Patriots have done it was in 2016. With Rob Gronkowski, who did not have the most yards, because it was Martellus Bennett who had no. more yards. Rob Gronkowski, Martellus Bennett, both over 500 yards in 2016, and then Gronkowski and Hernandez both did it in 2011. They almost both had a thousand yards. Gronk had 1327, and Hernandez had 910. That's incredible. You know, that's got to be a record. That's and, and they also record. both did it in 2010 as well. So 2010, but then 2011, yeah, uh, you know, combined two players combined in one season. I over 2000. Well, unless you had a tight end that just went bonkers and had 2,000 yards, that's that's pretty impressive there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Gronk and Hernandez went in the same draft. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So I, do, I can tell Tom you where was, they were picked. I just can't tell you what year they were drafted. They I were believe both. it was the 2010 draft. Wasn't Gronk? Okay. Gronk was Arizona. Arizona and Florida, and Florida for, for mm-hmm. Hernandez, which they're doing that documentary on Florida during that time period. That's going to be very interesting. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting. Okay. So yeah, Gronk, yeah, Gronk second round um, out of Arizona in 2010. And let me double check with, with Hernandez. He was also, yeah, also 2010. Is it like the third round or fourth round? He was fourth round and, and Gronk was second round. Wow. Do the Steelers have a chance of having another tight end duo get into that 400 club in 2023? That was the whole reason I asked the question. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? I think they do. I, I really think you got Muth and we think Darnell. I think Darnell's that talented. What what would be impressive if they could get three, if you would count Hayward? If they would use him enough in the passing game, think about it. All you need is you know have one game you bust out for over 100 yards, and then just have some average games in there. You're, you can get 400. They they would be throwing the ball a lot more than I would expect, or just using yeah. a ton of tight ends on the. That's game. my question: Is are they going to use the tight ends a lot in the passing game? That's what it really comes down to, and some people are talking about a lot of you know two three tight end formations. Will they pass out of them? And if they do, that's what it would take for this to happen. And there's 17 games. I, I think it, it 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 really depends on how these games are playing out. Well, Nick Farabaugh of Steelers now has been on our Curtain Call podcast, been on my Let's Ride podcast as well. He uh, he was the one that said on Twitter today that the Steelers are very confident in their mismatch ability with the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Pat Fryermuth, whether it's Connor Hayward, whether it's Darnell Washington, I don't think it's Zach Gentry, but you get where I'm going with this. Maybe that's maybe that's the future. I don't know. Brian, did you think of a trivia? Yes, I do. I have one. All right. Yes, I it. did. Excuse me. <laughs> so in that ve- we just talked about the 2010 draft, and we just talked about that guy Aaron Hernandez um, uh, coming from the University of Florida. This, there were two Steelers from the University of Florida picked in that draft. Who were they? Pouncey. And it wasn't Chris Rainey, was it? In that draft? Chris Rainey was not in that draft. I, believe I didn't he think was in so. In the 2012 yeah. draft, 11 or 12. In that draft, there was another Steeler picked in that draft. From, 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 the, from the state of Florida or from, from the Florida, Florida Gators? No, because Marcus Gilbert was the next year. Yeah. And then Chris Rainey was the year after that. I hope I'm not screwing this up, and I don't think I am. Dave's got it ready to check. I'll check you. We'll see. What do you got? I I don't know. Joe Hayden. Oh, 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 you didn't say drafted. I didn't say I didn't say drafted. I did not say there is a flag on the play. I'm pretty sure that makes you correct one, Brian Anthony Davis, because I was like, wait a second, they did not draft two Gators in that in that draft. I said there were two Steelers. Okay, yep. The, for all we know, there's was there more than that? Was there someone else from that team that ended up from 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 2010 that ended up in the in the yeah? Because because Hayden was in 2010. That's when he was drafted. Well, that's so, when Florida was really good too. Oh yeah. So hmm. 
The Steelers have not said they got Pouncey, Gilbert. You want to count Hayden? Uh, we said Chris Rainey. I'm trying to think other Florida Gators that they have drafted in recent years. I, I, that kind that okay. well kind of went dry a little bit. I feel so. Okay. So you want to? Let's see. Let's see what I can. Not all here. time. I don't Did care. Chris Doring come out of there. Was he no. drafted? So when I, when would you say? I mean, I'm trying to think back of like maybe started 2010. I got okay, one. yeah, because I was going to say I don't think there was anything before 2000. Brian, which one? Dallas Baker was a seventh round pick, and he I believe it was that might have been in nine or ten, but he was well, it wasn't ten because they didn't have the one out of Florida. Dallas yep. Baker, that was drafted by the Steelers, right? Yeah, I'm I'm going to look up Dallas Baker. But... Dallas, 2007, Florida, seventh rounder. You are correct, yeah, yeah. but it just didn't have, just needed needed the year. Okay, so so then drafting someone. So Florida. that was in 2007. Then he had nothing again until 2010. I'm looking this up now. Um, 2011, Marcus Gilbert, yeah. and then 2012, Chris Rainey. Chris Rainey. Um, nothing in 13. Let's see. I don't think they've had anyone since, have they? Not that I can think of. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know Florida's not been that great, but man, did not draft anyone. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, In that I mean, time, have they had more Florida State players? Well, no, you had Vince players. Williams. You had Vince Williams was the last Seminole to be drafted, I believe. And then you had uh, Lawrence Timmons. Right. That was 07. That was 07. So I would say that was more Florida and, over Florida and State. In 05, you had Brian McFadden. Oh, wait. You had Willie Reed in 2006? Yeah. Yeah, Willie Reed. Yep. And McFadden in 2005. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back to see if I see any more. Nope. Wait. There's one. 2003, Alonzo Jackson. Oh, Alonzo Jackson. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was Florida State. Oh, wait, another one the year before. 2002, Chris Hope. Yeah, Chris Hope. I love doing this stuff. Like, it's like pick a college and see if you can think of all the players that were drafted in recent history. Yeah. You know, it's like Virginia Tech. Okay. So Jason know, Worlds. Yeah, there's there you yep. go. A lot of people would have forgotten him. Terrell Edmonds, obviously. Yep. Yeah, Terrell. Was there anyone since Terrell That's kind Edmonds? of it. No, I don't think so. Nope. Yep. So you got she had Terrell Edmonds in 18. Um doo -doo -doo. I'm just I'm scanning. I, I I could miss someone. You said, and I know because I don't think there was anything anyone between Worlds and Edmonds, right? Not no, I, can think I don't of, think so. Not from Virginia yep, Tech. Because Worlds was in 2010. Um did I say 2007 before that? If I did, I I apologize. I, I had it in my head. I don't know if I actually said that out loud. That another wait, here's one. 2006. Wait, 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 wait. Don't say. We're talking Virginia Tech? Yep. Uh, he was a fullback, and I can't remember his name. He maybe had initials, but he was not a fullback, initials. wasn't he? Well, they have him listed as running back, so I'm not going to say you're wrong, uh, because that's a lot of times what they do. He, he was a fullback. Um, go ahead. What's his name? Cedric Humes. Cedric Hume. Okay. He didn't have um, that was he was one of four the, the last four players drafted by the Steelers in that draft in that 2006 draft never played in the NFL. When you look at them on pro football reference, their name is in black and not blue. There's no link to, to click on because they never played. 
Jeez. Yeah, four players. Omar Jacobs, Charles Davis, Marvin Phillip, and Cedric Humes. You know what? Never appeared again. And that was that was uh 06, you said? That was 06. You okay. know what? And, and Sherry Richards brings this up. We loved Colorado in the 1990s. My gosh, that stretch with Colorado, because you can go back to 93 in the first two rounds. They went, yeah. they went with, uh, in the first round, Dion figures and the second round was Chad Brown. I think, uh, in 92, the third round was Joel Steed. And then you, you had Cordell already. And Cordell, Cordell was in 95. Yeah. They, they just had a stretch where they, um, Ariel Solomon was a guy in like 90 or 91. I've got another Virginia tech. Oh, 2004. Okay, not the and it's another one that gets oh. the that gets the name in black treatment. I think on, he's, a, he a, he's a linebacker. Um, defensive well, end linebacker. Defensive end, yeah. So I don't, when they say defensive end, I never know that's defensive line or edge rusher. So oh, and I can't remember his name either. And he was a he was a uh, he was a fifth round draft pick in the same draft as Ben Roethlisberger. What's the initials? Give me the initials. Um, N A. Adibi Nathaniel yep. Adibi Nathaniel Adibi. Out of Virginia Tech. Here, here's another quick trivia question from I'll go from the year before. Some people are probably like, why did I'm not even looking at the, the, the screen or anything because I'm looking here? Um, the year before in 2005, the Steelers drafted two players out of the same college, like they like to do. What who year? was it in, in who was it in 2005? And what was the college? Because they drafted two from the same college, that you're saying. I don't know of, of of the Steelers drafting any other player from this college otherwise. Well, first and they drafted was, two in 2005. First round was Heath. Second round was, um, um, we just talked about him, McFadden. McFadden. Max Starks, wasn't he? That was 2004. Oh, I'm sorry. But you're you're the right position for the, the next pick of that draft. Bo Lacey. Round. And Matt, no, Cr- no. no. What, what was it? Not Bo Lacey? No. Bo, Bo Lacey was 2004. Okay. Um, so I will tell you, it's the third round pick of 2005 and the seventh round pick of 2005. Oh, gosh. Give me the initials of the third rounder. Uh, this will be easy. T.E. Trey Essex. Trey Essex. Essex. Oh, yeah. They had a running back. Noah Heron. Noah Heron. Yep. You got it. I I, I don't know of any other player out of Northwestern in the modern era uh, that was drafted by the Steelers. No. Hmm. Not many. Right. Uh, sorry, we're strolling down memory lane. This is fine. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Let's uh let's finish this up. Let's do some final thoughts. It's been a good show. Uh Dave, why don't you go ahead and go first? All right. Well, I'm uh, it's, it's nice to, to get back and, and do shows. I had some time away earlier this week with the family, and I'm actually heading out of town this weekend. I'm heading, I'm heading um, north, which people are saying with with the air quality and the wildfires. Yeah, it's supposed to be cleared up. I'm I'm heading out to to Niagara Falls. Never been there. Um, celebrating my 20th anniversary, which is later this month. Uh, just trying to separate our trips out before we have a big trip. Um, right before our anniversary. So I'm kind of excited to, you know, just to to have me doing different things and things of that nature. But at the same time, 
I'm it's nice because it's a weekend between OTAs and minicamp. So I'm hoping that things don't go crazy with the Steelers. Je- Jeff's got my back anyway, but uh, sometimes when there's downtime with the Steelers, we love that you all are here. I mean, we have over a hundred people in the live chat. Everything's fantastic. I mean, on a Thursday night in, in June, you know, you all are still here to talk Steelers, but uh, make sure uh, this time of year before we get rolling into training camp and everything, Take some time away and enjoy some time with with friends and family. Good stuff. Brian, final thoughts? Mine might be just a tad bit longer. I <laughs> want to go back to 1985 with the Book of Bad. And I was having some – I was a, a young freshman in high school. I was actually 13 most of my uh, – the beginning of my freshman year. I did not turn 14 until December. And there was a senior that was already 18, and he used to beat the hell out of me. I mean, he used to – you know, punch me, punch me in the face, knock me out. I mean, like I got beat up a lot and my dad would, to make me feel better. Um, he wanted to go in and, uh, raise the roof and, you know, uh, just, uh, do the seagull approach, go in and poop on everybody and then fly out of there. But I wouldn't let him. I, w- I said, Hey, let me take care of my own thing. And he said, well, Brian, you know, I had the same thing happen to me when I was, a kid and this guy used to beat me around and I decided I would haul off and I, I would just crack back and, and, uh, he, and I did, and I earned his respect and he never, he, he never, uh, bothered me again. And so I tried the same thing and I got the hell beat out of me. And I told my dad that later, he goes, Oh yeah, I got the hell beat out of me too, but I got his respect. So I never got this guy's respect. And I had a horrible freshman year until things turned around um with that whole situation uh came to a head but anyways why am i bringing up this story well alfonso graham called out minka fitzpatrick today and they said hey who do you want who do you want to line up against and he was gonna he said give me minka and minka came in and beat the holy hell out of him basically uh, football wise you know it wasn't a claypole thing with uh minka from a couple years back but I guarantee you that Minka Fitzpatrick respects Alfonso Graham for calling him out. And I think that is going to be a story that we talk about a few years from now if Alfonso Graham is still on this team. That's something, yeah. I saw the still image. There was no video because they can't film team sessions or like uh, those type of drills. It's like, man, why... I, it looked like he laid him out. They're not wearing pads. Like I, I didn't think that was what they're doing at OTAs. I don't know. It looked like Crazy. pro wrestling, a still shot. <laughs> yes, it did. Absolutely. Hey, much, much respect there. Cause if, I mean, if you're going to show that you can play with the big boys, call out the, I mean, the only all pro that was on the team last year. I mean, the only player that was all pro last year. There we go. There, there I, I said it correctly. They have other players that are all pro players. They just weren't all pro last year. Why not go for yeah. it? No. You want to be the best? You got to beat the best, yep. right? Woo! So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll be honest with you before you close out. Brian, you, come on. Give the shout out. I was expecting yeah. it. You're closing. Oh, time. I, actually, I forgot a shout out too. Um, yeah. yeah I, shout out to the late, great Iron, Iron Sheik. I have a lot of stories. I have a buddy that was a uh, a, a handler of his uh, back in the in his later days, and he said the stories, and I know some of them were just like uh, this guy was just a legend 
uh, even out of the ring as well. So uh, I cannot pronounce his his real name, but I will just call him the Iron Sheik. Uh, gone at 81 years of age. And I have to go ahead and do one more shout out. Uh, my wife's birthday is tomorrow. Yay. And uh, the w- one of the most important people in my life. And uh, I love her to death. Jenny Louise, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mrs. Absolutely. Bad. Yep. All right, good show, Dave. Why don't you send us out? Hey. All right, we'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.